What's up, World of Hit fans? Welcome to this very special episode of the show that we put together just for you. What are we calling it, Paul? Roll to Hit, Behind the Screen. Thank you very much. Uh, we've been really just humbled and touched by the amount of support uh, and feedback and really just love that you've shown us since the beginning, uh, since we started, even though we had really shitty audio quality in the first couple episodes. Uh, when we decided to record the first season of this campaign, we had no idea if anyone would actually listen to this, <laughs> never mind people actually listening and enjoying and uh, subscribing to us and all that stuff. Um, but each week we continue to grow and we get more people tuning in to catch up on the latest adventures of our story. Uh, so we just really wanted to say that we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for all the feedback you give us. We love hearing from you uh, and what you think about the show. And, and yeah, we all the bus rides you've taken listening to. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start calling out individual people that have commented on. Oh, you, on this. you better call out people on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys are the best, and we love you, so we thought we'd mix it up a little bit and do something a little different to wrap up and look back at Season 1 of Roll to Hit. Uh, hopefully something this is something that you like, and it'll help tide you over during our mid-season break uh, while we are preparing for the next chapter of our adventure. Slash going on vacation. Yes. <laughs> uh, so on this episode, you're going to meet all of our players on the show and hear a little bit about what it's like to roleplay their characters. You're going to hear from our DM, Paul and uh, have him talk about his experience DMing the campaign. And then we're going to wrap up with a few of our favorite moments from the season. Uh, so let's kick it off by introducing ourselves. Uh, my name is Rob. I play the half-elf sorcerer monk Talon. Uh, I'm Josiah. I play uh, Azir, the uh, drow monk. You fucking forget who you play? <laughs> no, I just don't want to go first. <laughs> what is this? It's third at this point. Oh, yeah. Am I Clockwise, next? son. What? Fine. I, that's not a clock. Clockwise. <laughs> Clockwise with daylight savings. So we went back. Yeah, and then we, so you guys have to go again, but it'll make sense. Okay. I'm Sean. I play Thaddeus, the half-orc paladin. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Was that a question? Oh, goddamn you people. And I am David. I play Alfred the Weird, the tiefling bard. And this is Paul, the Dungeon Master, playing Paul, the Dungeon <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start off. Tell me a little bit about what it was like to roleplay your character and maybe some of the inspiration behind uh, how you created them. So, um, as I mentioned, I, I was playing Azir, and the whole idea there was uh, drows are badass, and I wanted to play a badass drow. But uh, I, I've never really played a, a character that's evil in any role-playing game that I've played. So I um, wanted to come up with a story that had him as a good character, obviously is very referential to uh, the Legends of uh, Drizzt series. So this idea that um, my monk would be a a chaotic good uh, individual trying to um, find redemption and also trying to find his sister um, who helped save his life early early on. So yeah, that was the story. And um, I feel like I was true to character. Other people would disagree. <laughs> for You're some not reasons, a monk. <laughs> for some reasons, monks can't kill each other. Where, uh, 
I, I'll we, get we into that talk later. about that later. But <laughs> yeah, uh, my inspiration was actually um, it's it's confusing. Um, there's actually a real person named uh, Weird Al, um, <laughs> singer songwriter from the late '80s into <laughs> early 2015s, and he actually has horns too. It's weird. Yeah, that was it was basically built for it. So my inspiration was I have no idea how it happened. I just like Weird Al. I cannot figure out how it came about. But just the name Alfred the Weird made me laugh. <laughs> things that this guy could do and writing parody songs. So a bard made sense. How he became a tiefling, I don't have the slightest idea. It may have been from really just getting down to the rules and min-maxing the character based on his charisma addition. Uh, but I tried to role-play the character of a wacky bard who has no purpose being on this adventure, um, who was just kind of picked up by this guy because he was, these guys, because he was out playing his loot around town and wants to prove that he's a real adventurer, even though he has no, again, he has no business being an adventurer. He's a jackass. Was it to prove it to your dad or something that you could do it? Yeah, that, that you know, Alfred was a bit weird as a kid and because uh, instead of being a normal tiefling, he'd like to make people laugh. Um, and I think that's true. So I was supposed to be a real badass, you know, because I'm, I'm swole. But I'm actually a really funny guy. <laughs> is this really about Alfred? Or is this about David? <laughs> You're not like Dad. <laughs> Remember that part in Mighty Ducks 3? <laughs> it's just that the kids tried really hard and Bombay made it to a TV varsity game. He's, he's the NHL commissioner or something. <laughs> Go ahead, That Sean. is... So, <laughs> we actually refer to each other by our characters in real yeah, life now. It's very confusing. Um, so, I, you know, I like playing, I, I recently I've been liking playing more mage-like characters. That's what I did in our last um, unrecorded D&D set of sessions in 4th uh, edition. So, I kind of wanted to do that, but I also wanted to do a melee character. So, I thought Paladin kind of fit. And then I decided... What would it make sense at all? So I chose a half-orc, <laughs> and he's an urchin. And at that point, it just didn't really make sense. And I'll be kind of honest, uh, I'm not huge on role-playing, so I didn't role-play all that much. I, uh, I, I think there were parts like the orc side of me came out, but I definitely... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't live not like a paladin. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't live as a Is paladin. Is that why you never guys. healed us? You never protected us with your shield thing? Hey, I put my hands everywhere, okay? <laughs> they were healing left and right. I had to run over to you guys. But, um, so, but I mean, I really like playing as it because I really like having this mix of some kind of magic and some kind of melee and kind of being a beast, but somehow, you know, uh, Azir has the same armor class as me, and I think Alfred has, like, same the same HP. Yeah. <laughs> so somehow, I'm really not that much of a beast, but I, I really like playing as him, and um, I don't know, I'd probably do it again. I'm going to come to your defense, though, because I looked up what you are, and you, you're a paladin who took the Oath of Vengeance. Yeah, which yes. Does it, it's not outside the realm that you would be just kicking ass. I mean, Azir over here. <laughs> so paladins can kill ass. Uh, if he kill takes the Oath of Vengeance, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and it doesn't matter what... I, I read this later, go figure. Um, I, uh, it doesn't really matter... Like, the means don't matter as long as you're destroying evil. <laughs> the means? So, Justify you. the end. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so with my characters, uh, we started with 4th edition when Josiah was not on this show, obviously, um, and I decided to 
do a legacy thing with all the D and D sessions. So, and what was the name of your character? Robius, because I <laughs> I suck at making names. Uh, but then I was like, oh, Farscape is a great show, so I should just take names from that. So my other this other session we play, I'm Dargo, and then this guy's Talon. Uh, so if anybody watches that show, you'll get it. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Talon is the could even be a riff, it just straight from the show. Yes. Who's going to be next if if this person dies? I don't John. Know. Maybe I'll John. <laughs> Maybe I'll play Aaron. Mix it up a little bit. Nobody knows. Uh, so anyway, so I also like uh, playing where characters have some kind of backstory connection. So last time uh, Paul and I were brothers, like we are in real life. Because again, I'm just very not creative. Yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been referenced on the podcast before. No, maybe not. Um, so now you know why Talon got all, yeah. the, all the super powerful <laughs> uh, So this time, Josiah and I had a backstory together. Um, I also, I typically, in, in everything that we do, I, in games and role-playing and stuff, I've always played melee characters. I've always been rogues. I've always been fighters, things like that. So I wanted to try something with spells. Uh, so that's where the, uh, the sorcerer came in. But I liked that. Uh, that one that one level of monk gave me let me use decks for a lot of things so that helped out uh, with the stats that I had uh, and also just gave me a little bit of versatility as far as close combat goes because otherwise sorcerers can't really do anything when they uh, mm-hmm. get in close combat um, but yeah so uh, unlike uh, Josiah <laughs> uh, the way I took monk was like oh they they like to find peaceful endings to things or at least just not go around then killing just stay everyone in the Monastery. Why would you leave the monastery? Because I got to promote good around the world, man. I'm very righteous. With his fists. This is also what you should be doing as a paladin. <laughs> I oath of vengeance is serious shit. I have to destroy the world, rid the world of evil, right. not be convert them to whatever. What am I? Damn it. You're not converting. We're, you're we're killing. Yeah. Temple of the Golden Dragon. We yeah. Can sell Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> what moral? We, we spread fortune we cookies by? around the world. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of kind of my uh, my background. So anyway, so let's transition a little bit. I wanted to give major props to Paul, who really put together a, a great campaign for yes. us. Yes. Yeah. yes. Very good. No, Paul wouldn't let me talk to small animals. <laughs> <laughs> Episode four or five. So. I think that's what we had a comment that referenced that Paul fudged the rules to make it harder for us. And it was probably the animal talking because that would have solved everything. Yeah. Was the uh, username not Alfred? <laughs> it's, it's not zero Alfred. And I don't just talk uh, but anyway, Paul had a really good storyline. Uh, he had some good puzzles that some of which took us way too long to figure out. <laughs> but I think that says more about us than you. Uh, some good bosses, those huge battle scenes. I think we had three or four of them uh, throughout the campaign. That was pretty cool. Uh, so we actually posted some of the maps that Paul created. Uh, there's an entire city uh, for Scandrone that's actually useless. It's <laughs> been like an hour making it. it was, no, but we got go north. It. Like, yeah, Let's go it, north. It was like a whole choose-your-own-adventure part of it. And Our, it Oh, sorry. The useless part of it was the fact that I made, like, I specified which shops were going to be where. Like, the whole very city detailed. was, like, populated by these different shops yeah. because I was like, oh, they're going to want to break into these shops and, <laughs> and steal some of this stuff and I need to know what's going to be where. And that just never happened. So I spent so long, like, randomizing where all these shops would be and making, like, a key for it and stuff. And, we, we spent more time getting into bar fights and shooting random people in the ass with arrows. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah, the skeleton. Yeah. So anyway, Paul, along that same line, uh, <laughs> what was it like to DM? How, how'd you enjoy it? And also, was there anything that we did that just like completely screwed up the storyline that you were preparing for us? Um, well, this was like this was the first time DMing. It's only the second uh, campaign 
we've ever well Rob, as a group yeah, and and yeah. yeah no third where yeah, Paul played as himself <laughs> right. remember when we found so we played D&D as kids, <laughs> yes, kids and yeah. Paul his character was literally himself <laughs> his religion was Catholic <laughs> 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 that's who we prayed to so uh, we have played more than twice right. <laughs> uh, so yeah it was it was really fun the reason that I wanted to DM so bad was that on a on a flight one time, um, I just thought of this. I thought of the idea of the kind of trans-dimensional uh, travel. Yeah. Uh, and so I, on this flight, I just kind of wrote wrote a lot of like wrote the first section of the story from um, going to Galen and then going to the the Sidious's or sorry, not Sidious Tarshan's hideout, and there would be this this uh, wacky uh, like portal travel type thing. Uh, so I kind of wrote that and then just kind of filled in the gaps from there. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, things that things that threw me off a little bit. Well, I had kind of intended for all the adventure all the adventurers to f- go down to the um, what's it called the Underdark. To kind of, oh, wow. to kind of search for yeah, we totally didn't, yeah, we didn't, didn't even search for Tarshan and also like to help out Azir's um, sister because uh, when I had written the campaign, the character that would become Tarshan was just some random. It was just a like a random person, and then once I learned that Azir. Or once I learned that Josiah was going to be playing a drow, I was like, oh, let's incorporate this into it somehow. I'll make Tarshan um, Azir's cousin. And then there's going to be that whole thing with his sister. So Tarshan was really supposed to get away, which he should have anyways, (laughs) because uh, (laughs) we later found out that drow cannot be put to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he should have gotten away anyways. And then the the thing, I'm kind of glad that it happened, though, because you were all very against going down to the Underdark anyways, so you probably wouldn't have done it, I don't think, unless I kind of nudged you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted you to, like, go down and... Um, There's a sign here that says, go here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to go down and, like, uh, there's some cool monsters and stuff in the Underdark to fight, and then have some kind of, like, stealth mission in the, um, in, like, the, the wherever, whatever the city would be to find, like... Azir's sister and do all that oh, stuff. Oh, wow. So that was completely Yeah, different. we... So, so um, that didn't end up happening, which is okay, because, like, I, I think you all played... You always played much more cautious than I than I thought you were going to, which is probably good. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think you were... You, you had said things that led me to believe that you were not going to go down there anyways. So then I was maybe going to do something where you would help out... You would go back to Scandrone and help out the king, and he would, like, send some men down with you or something like that. That didn't end up happening, but um, yeah. So that was one one big thing that I thought you were going to do. Luckily, I didn't really plan that, <laughs> uh, for that, so I didn't have to. What would you have done if we skipped the cottage, the cottage with the portal? <laughs> just like, you know, the cottage looks pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, let's walk around. I don't, I don't know. I remember when we like before we had started. I think we were coming back from the gym or something. We were in the car talking about this, and you were just like so excited. Because you were like, oh my god, I just figured out the most amazing twist in this story. Like, I can't wait. Was that the portal part of it? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> No, no, no. The portal part was like the first thing that I ever, yeah. that I thought of. I was like, the very first thing that I thought of was, I'm going to make them go to medieval times and kill a bunch of people that are holding like wooden swords. I really wish we had gone to try to find ourselves <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah, we just never leave. Um, 
I don't know if you wanted to save this till later. I can tell you a couple other things that yeah, go ahead. missed. Go ahead. Uh, one of the things was that in uh, in Galen when you went to kill the um, the Crusaders. There was like a, a hidden door in the yeah. back. There was a baby. Yeah, there, there was a baby yeah. that you missed. I knew about it. You guys just didn't want to save him. Wait, what? That's what I remember, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was like a baby that belonged to one of the villagers in Galen that you had talked to. Um, that uh, <clears throat> in the Frosted Tips, the mountain range, there was three <laughs> mountains. You went up the one that had the orcs yeah, in it first, yeah. and then you went to the one that was like... The linear, the more linear path, which right. is the one with the goblins and stuff. The third one had like a bunch of, um, it had like hill giants in it. Oh, um, mm. and they had like a bunch of treasure and stuff like that. It didn't have to do with the, the campaign, but but it had treasure. But there was a lot of treasure. Yeah. Is there a save game file that we can go <laughs> back to? <laughs> um, let's see. I had started uh, before I knew that we were going to wrap up this, I guess, chapter. Um, I had started to formulate a, a, for the third artifact, the very last thing that we did, I started formulating this big plan where it would be, you would go on this, one of those like steampunk blimp type things and, um, and there would be like a bunch of people on the blimp and, and you would have, you were, you're going to have to figure out like who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. And and the artifact was going to be somewhere and like some people were trying to steal it, but then deceive you. So I started formulating this kind of plot thing. With that, um, and of course Sherlock Gnomes was going to be like in the vents of the blimp. <laughs> like, she would just like pop out sometimes. But um, that would have been great to have a fire sorcerer and a fire tiefling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and the blimp was going to be uh, manned by like goblins, so you could oh use, I could have controlled uh, used that that amulet to kind of figure out clues and stuff like that. Nice. So instead, I made that kind of. Uh, like the quicker puzzle type thing with all the paintings, mm-hmm. and, and that was good. Yeah. So, well, what? How? What was your solution to solving the painting? Because we only figured out <laughs> after we had to look through my rule book to find out that I actually had lipstick with me. <laughs> <laughs> what um, was the plan to simulate the drawing? You were gonna have to just <laughs> figure something out yourself, uh, and it, we did. Yeah, you could have. You could have just like took a knife and carved it into the oh, okay. carved, carved into the stone. You actually missed with that third painting. Um, the perception checks. I think you perceived everything except the third painting. Um, if you rolled pretty high on the perception check, you would have noticed that there was like a piece of paint, like the paint was chipping a little bit and, and it was like a cheaper quality paint than the other two paintings. And if you had like scraped off the outer layer, it would have been, because if, if in case the listener forgets, um, that was the painting where he was just kind of like holding out his hands. The Jesus like, one. Yeah, yeah, the Jesus one. And if you had scraped off the painting, there would have been like a, a like a flaming skeleton in that same pose, huh, uh, nice. like under him. Which was which was kind of the whole thing about how he had like resurrected himself and stuff. Like how like Da Vinci that. painted the Mona Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> as a flaming skeleton. <laughs> skeleton first, then went over it. All right. That's how the legend goes. Please don't quote me on this. I say a lot of it's things. Video. Are, I say a lot of things that are completely false, and then Rob removes the part where I say I'm just joking. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I think one of my um, one of the one of the, I, I I really it was tough to to come up with stuff every week and make it truly like open world. Like a lot of stuff was more linear than I would have liked it to be. But one of the things that I was happy. That was a, a big choice. Was whether to side with Turtle Bottom or the Blue Drake. Oh. So you could have done either of those things. What uh, would have happened if we'd sided with Turtle Bottom? Then you would have fought the Blue Drake. And then, 
and re- just re- what a status quo, huh? Yeah. Stay the same. And you'd yeah. still be pissed at me for trying to kill people that were attacking no. us. No, no. <laughs> See, no. You, Alfred hates bullies. Turtle Bottom's a huge bully. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to make. It, I think Turtle Bottom was the the bad the bad guy, the worst one. But the Blue Drake was also really choice. into like killing. Killing women and children of the nobles. So I tried to make them both. Paint no, that them was good. Them. There was a lot of like morally ambiguous decisions. I think we had yeah, to make. No red and blue. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you just killed. <laughs> I didn't kill. When in doubt, no red and blue, only red. <laughs> uh, so I didn't I, kill that many people. <laughs> we got to tally like up. A smile. <laughs> yeah. What's your kill count? Was there any point that we like completely derailed? You're just like, oh shit, I don't know how to react to this. Oh yeah, like the talking, anything, talking anytime animals. Alfred opened his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, oh well, that the time when you used the talk to animals was when you were outside the you're trying um, to figure out the yeah, skeletons. Of, of all the minor things to let us do, it, it was just to scale the walls. You're gonna let me talk to the squirrels, and the squirrels are like, oh, just go up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted you to figure out that like these people could not understand you and you could not understand them. Oh god. You were not getting that. We we cut out a significant chunk of us standing outside of that. Outside gate. of Scandrone <laughs> yeah. talking to these skeletons that were actually people. Yeah. And you just did not get that. I mean it's it's tough because I wrote it so I'm like, this is really obvious that, that <laughs> they can't understand each other. But you kept being like, Good sir, let us in please. <laughs> and they would just be like, rah, 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 and you'd be like, All right, we're coming in now and then they start. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get that. It's <laughs> this all... is why Josiah went into a blind rage all the time now. So he just wanted to kill everyone after that. <laughs> it's actually a metaphor it's for the, the war in Iraq. <laughs> Nobody can understand anyone. <laughs> but um Yeah, there was We're coming like, in now. There was that um it, it was just a few times when I don't know. I I there yeah there were a few times. Like I said, there were times when you improvised um, pretty well. Like the eight ball part, it was a pretty good yeah. improvisation. <laughs> and yeah, there were there were times when I I didn't know. Like like I said, it I wanted was to not make it a magic eight ball. <laughs> questions just because it always responded with eight. So why is Sean talking questions. to the eight ball? <laughs> How many wives will I feature? Right. Um, yeah, like I said, there were times when it was more linear than I wanted it to be, and so there were things that you did that kind of threw that off. But did you ever change it to fit what we were doing? Like I don't know, with the frosted tips, where you're just like, well, I wanted them to go up this mountain, so this mountain will be the other mountain now. Nope, I didn't do that. That was like you chose which one. Yeah. I, I said, all right, left, middle, right one, and I had in my notes which one was which. So hmm. yeah, like I said, you missed those hill giants. Which was which? That was actually going to be something where you would have had to use caution because they were more Hill powerful. Yeah. Are Hill giants in Frost Mountains? <laughs> in this world, they are. <laughs> All right. So the whole campaign is invalid. <laughs> yeah, this campaign seems a bit fantasy. <laughs> uh, I hear this a lot from people who play D anD. d Just that there's moments when you're playing that that really just stick with you, even like years later, and you you know like these are the times that you kind of remember. What keeps you up at night? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to go around and just maybe bring up like one or two of the really memorable moments that happened during this campaign. Kind of your like your top picks for moments. Yeah, uh, my top picks are <laughs> uh, Talon's two critical misses. <laughs> one near the very beginning of the campaign the and again near the, the end. So, you know, as a sorcerer... Um, of what dragon dragonborn or dragon yeah it was the something yeah innate, have the innate chaos magic, magic. Yeah, yeah 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 uh so whenever he gets a critical miss he 
using sorcery, he has to roll against this table. A wild and, surge, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so, so the first time it happened was early on. This plump <laughs> spaghetti. It was monster. also wait, wait. To set this up, though, I think we had sent Alfred ahead. Like, well, first, and he was like first a we mile. Took Thirty minutes talking about who should planning walk this when where. And then Alfred came up with the idea of being a traveling band, which was apparently the answer to everything. <laughs> Any infiltration mission was just we were a band, and then he was like a mile ahead of us. So it took us like seven turns to come back, and my response was by bringing up this giant flump uh, who apparently had a British accent also. Yeah. <laughs> Chester Bennington. Chester, Chester Bennington. Bennington, that yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, those things are, are like... They're like harmless. <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed to be powerful. Now, but I, I thought it'd be kind of funny if, if he did the something. The only well, lawful good monster. That and... Yeah. Um, and the other critical miss was when, you, when I gained ten years. <laughs> well, it was you ran the risk of gaining ten years or losing ten. Yeah, years. and I was nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have no idea. What we I could have been ten. I have no old. idea what we'd have done if you were ten. Uh, nine. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, I had that idea. Nine. If that if that had happened, no, would, no, 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 I would have been ten. No, because if you were, I, I, I would have subtracted odd nine. numbers. Oh, okay. if we needed to get old again, what I was going to do is we're going to go back to Scandrone and take some of King Turtlebottom's blood because. Yeah. Never I'd given him, given him <laughs> the, the aging potion. potion. So that would have been my idea. Wait, but didn't it make him... It, went, it made, <clears> him, made him younger. Age. It made him younger, but if you if there was like a critical... You had to roll, and if you... Oh, that's uh, right. There was, there was some, a, yeah. like a 10% chance that you could actually gain age. So 90% so, so chance I would have been an infant. Even younger. <laughs> <laughs> Just carrying around a baby for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> Why do you have a baby? He'll be a great baby. sorcerer one day. <laughs> Just give him 18 more years. He'll be fine. So, yeah, those were uh, my two favorites. There so many, so many good moments, yeah. but uh, two that I want to mention. Um, well, I think my all-time favorite moment was the Medieval Times encounter yeah. because yeah. that, when I, like I said, when I came up with the idea for a lot of the campaign, it was based around the fact that they were the adventurers were somehow going to get transported to medieval times and think that it was like uh, real and kill some guy. That had, like, what was the first thing Josiah did when we got there? I threw a dart at the horse and it killed everyone. I no, it crushed the Who guy. Who killed the horse. everyone? No, Alfred did thunder, thunder wave. wave. Oh, yeah. and blew everybody to bits. I was protecting my friends. Oh, so it's okay for you to protect people, and I. If someone's coming straight for you, you stand your ground, which is here. what I do every time, and I get flat. <laughs> but um so yeah the medieval times thing that was a charging horse <laughs> that was um i still have the gun <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i shot it off in that uh weapon store um yeah so that was that was i think my favorite part just because that's what i was i was really really excited about that um and i think for the most part you you well as soon as we entered it I think Ross I, said, I joked right yeah, yeah. times and yeah. I was like darn it I thought it would be like at least a little bit <laughs> the most random guesses and um, it works and I'm gonna do one more one more of my favorite yeah. moment which was the the flying skulls day yes, <laughs> yeah. yes of course which, which was just kind of because Josiah rolled a, a 20 on that yeah. on that one uh, move to kill the skeleton he drop kicked him yeah. <laughs> and his skull went flying <laughs> so I thought that was kind of and then there was a holiday yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that would be a good T-shirt, Flying, Flying Skulls, Skulls Day yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's mine, Dave. Um, Alfred's got some pretty good moments. 
trying to think. The what? songs. Pretty much all of the songs yeah, you d- came up Dungeon with. Master Dungeon Master X. Dungeon Master X, yeah. What are the yeah. most emotional yeah. moments for you? <sighs> Probably when I realized that uh, I had to leave and I... <laughs> took a zero sum <laughs> which by the way yeah go ahead, go ahead yeah so I almost at the at the very end of the episode David passes me a note and I look at the note and it just says give a zero sunglasses <laughs> just so he could take yeah. them away from us just so I could put on the glasses and then do the offspring flying <laughs> I was still like man funny. this is great that he has glasses now Speaking of, uh, Weird Al actually met Alfred the Weird. Yeah, this was a super, I mean, crazy freak occurrence where I bought behind the scenes passes <laughs> to meet him. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, uh, oh God, I'm going to admit this on national podcast. I brought my character sheet <laughs> to meet Weird Al, and he pretended he pretended to like it, but I can tell. I, I can tell that this is, must have been like the 10th or 11th character sheet that <laughs> that tour. But we, we chatted a little. We thought it was very funny. Showed him some of the songs I wrote, some songs that were unreleased, previously unreleased material. Are we going to get... Not heard on this podcast. Are we going to get that released? An actual know. album? It's, it's, it's totally tied up in development hell, and uh. this is a weird licensing thing, because I, I sample tracks. <laughs> so yeah... Meeting Weird Al is probably Alfred the Weird's favorite moment. <laughs> we, need a, we need a Christmas special. <laughs> so I'd say some of the good songs. Um, tell you, I do enjoy the crazy occurrence of having that eight ball <laughs> yeah. to shove it down the tailpipe. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't really listen to this show. So. <laughs> I don't really listen to it while I'm playing either. I just kind of say something and hope that it goes along with what you guys are doing. Well, I guess Alfred the Weird just stole my moment. What I was going to say is that time you're down fighting this big scorpion. Who else was there? Was it were, was that with the goblins or was that? Yeah, that was in the cave yeah. with the goblins. So yeah. we're taking out goblins left and right slash they're taking all of us out because they just destroyed all the orcs. And I go in and I see this exhaust pipe. I'm like, maybe I can do something with it. And I hit it and Paul's like... Yeah, you hit it. It doesn't really do anything. I'm like, okay. Then I slam it down. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just there. It doesn't do anything. But then uh, Alfred has his genius idea to pull a magic eight ball. I swear it's a magic eight ball. <laughs> this also comes from the fact that Alfred was a hoarder. Like, he took <laughs> everything and anything. Specifically mentioned stealing an eight ball from yes. the pool table yes. and went back. Which was after I robbed the cash register, if you remember. <laughs> and then the bartender made me put it back. <laughs> And then I kissed her, and she hit me a couple yeah. times. <laughs> we never happened. What ha- we never heard what happened when you went back when towards. I, the, I think it was the second to last episode. Yeah, I gave her a note. How did it end? Let's just say there's little <laughs> there's little Alfreds running around. Now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was definitely my moment when he pulls out that eight ball, throws down the exhaust pipe, and just <laughs> destroys the hell of that thing. <laughs> which which you are supposed to use to cross that that thing of water, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> safely. But uh, that's fine. It yeah, all, whatever. All well. It only we'll took us an way. entire episode to fight that scorpion <laughs> or that it serpent. Only, it only uh, ended up being the most boring episode. <laughs> <laughs> dodge, dodge. <laughs> uh, I have a few. I have a few. I know that's kind of cheating. Uh, there's one small one where. <laughs> I think Josiah was asking David about some of the rules. <laughs> and so David, like, sits there for five minutes and explains something. And then Josiah goes, oh, thank you, David. And he turns around and just goes, fuck you, Azir. <laughs> um, there was another one uh, when we were... 
I forget how it happened, but there was a crossbow bolt in Scantron that went wayward and hit, <laughs> hit one of the skeletons. <laughs> that that you had scared away. Like it, was, yeah. it was like a, a, like a husband and wife for like a... No, it was two like, guys, I think, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, it was two male skeletons. And they were holding hands, walking, and then he got hit in the ass with a bow. <laughs> yeah. But then we ended up like finding them three or four yeah. times, <laughs> so they could not get rid of us. <laughs> and then there's the lollipop kid. Remember? Oh, the oh, lollipop yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and my poorly cultivated juniper or, or bonsai, <laughs> yeah. which. Yeah, oh, I can't. We, we forgot about the the juggling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The juggling in front of King Turtle oh, Bottom, yeah, where he rolls a twenty, <laughs> and it's like a three-hour juggling. <laughs> it's like ten hours, I think. People people die. And then, and then later, because I was given a free lodging, they asked for an encore, and I rolled another twenty. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, I think my favorite, my favorite moment though, was when we were in Tarshan's cabin, and we were trying to figure out how to get, like, trying to figure out where he went because I think he just disappeared, right? So we were like searching around, and then we kind of figured out that you could remove the rug, and there was a trap door underneath, and we couldn't figure out how to open it. <laughs> so Paul. Paul asks uh, Josiah to roll or something like that. And then he asks for what the magic words were. <laughs> he just goes, for great justice. <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> so then we just went around, <laughs> went around screaming for great justice. Um, but yeah, that was, that was one of yeah, my I favorite. think if I remember, it was just like a normal. It was just a yeah. regular door. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. What happened was you noticed something strange about the rug. And then you thought that the rug was magical. Oh, so yeah, you yeah, stood yeah. on the rug <laughs> and rolled to, like, perform, like, magic carpet. And, and, of course, nothing happened because it was just the trap door under the rug. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, All right. Any, any other moments? I think the overall, the overarching arc... Yes, the overarching arc of, uh, of Alfred the Weird's strange hatred towards his ear, which I can't, I can't, I can't even place. It just grew by itself. This is one of my favorite characteristics that for some reason... Just go with it, man. It's good. It's good. Uh, no, this is a really good story. This is a lot of fun. Uh, we have... A lot coming up. Uh, this is going to do it for our, our wrap-up of Season 1. Uh, we're going to take a break for a few weeks, I think. It won't be too long by the time this, this comes out. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll only be like there will only yeah, be, be a, few, a week or two. Two or three weeks yeah, before we start coming back again, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah I hope you enjoy this little like behind-the-scenes look. Uh, out of character, I guess. <laughs> Semi-out of character. Clearly, we just resemble our, <laughs> our <in-game> characters. <laughs> Uh, but we have a lot of surprises coming up next season that we're going to keep under wraps um, that I'm not even going to mention right now. But... We're going to space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing. Um, but in the meantime, you can connect with us. Uh, as we were mentioning earlier, we love hearing from you. We love your comments. Uh, try to respond to them as much as possible. Really, we love you. We do. We love, we love we're anybody obsessed who will sit with you here. a little bit. Especially the guy who sat on a 20-hour bus ride and listened to all the episodes. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, you can get at us by going to rolltohit.audio which will take you to our page on the Cometus block, which is our podcasting network. If you can't wait to hear more of our voices, Sean, Josiah, and I have another podcast where we talk about uh, tech games, gadgets, and geek culture called The Unwind. So you can get that and this on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, and yeah, leave us some ratings. It'll do us a good deal of help. And uh, hopefully you'll join us for next season. And add me on Instagram. Yes, yeah, stay pizzative. I'm Robbie Stells. I don't know if you guys want to plug any social media or anything else. Do you no. think I use social media? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that would be normal, media. wouldn't it? Uh, have you ever heard of what, Dr. Pepper? <laughs> what is oh, yeah. No period in Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's my, fa- that's my famous Reddit alt account. <laughs> well, now everybody knows. It's a lot. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you next season.
For great justice. Yes. For great justice. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs>